0: I'm gonna talk to you about a little quick subject called spiritual insecurity. Spiritual insecurity. So, I was thinking about this thing, and a lot has happened, COVID, and different things have happened. And I started thinking about all the things, how, I, how the limiting beliefs that we have in our minds. And I said, God, if you can just only help us to overcome the spiritual. It's bad enough to overcome the natural insecurity, but how about the spiritual insecurity? That voice that says, God, I don't know what you're gonna do. God, I, don't, I can't really trust you. God, what is going on in my life? God, do you really have it under control? God, are you really a God of your word? So let's talk about what is insecurity? The feeling of inadequacy, inadequ- uncertainty, to be unsure, to be uneasy, to be apprehensive, to be unqualified. It's often disguised in self-centeredness. Defensive, being defensive is often the resistance of your flesh to the pain of truth. So sometimes when we are insecure, we become allergic to the truth. So we become defensive, but we have to be careful not to resist the truth. The truth has pain in it, especially when you are trying to conform to the truth. It has a little bit of pain in it. So God, how many of you know that God is after transformation and not moderation? He is in for transformation, not even manipulation, but transformation. Derek Carnegie says, do the thing you fear to do and keep on doing it. This is the quickest way to overcome insecurity. I want to talk tonight about the difference between the two insecurities, and we're going to talk about maybe three characters. And one of them have healthy, there is a healthy insecurity, and then there's the unhealthy insecurity. So I want to start with Moses, and I'm going to start in Exodus 4, 10 through 17. Moses raised another objection to God, sir. please, I don't talk well. I've never been good with words, neither before nor after you spoke to me. I stutter and I stammer. God said, and who do you think made your human mouth? And who speaks, Who's who makes some mute, some deaf, some sighted, some blind? Isn't it God, I, God? So get going. I'll be right there with you, with your mouth. I'll be right there to teach you what to say. He said, Oh, Master, please send somebody else. God got angry with Moses. Don't you have a brother? He speaks very well. In fact, at this very moment, he's on his way to meet you. When he sees you, he's going to be glad. You'll speak to him and tell him what to say. I'll be right there. With you as you speak, and with him as he speaks, teaching you step by step. He will speak to the people for you. He'll act as your mouth, but you'll decide what comes out of it. Now, take this staff in your hand. You'll use it to do the signs. So we're looking at, we're looking at, we're thinking about Moses and Moses. Man, God took him on a journey before he was convinced. And I don't even know if he was convinced that he could do it. And that insecurity, that thing inside of him was like, I, I, I how, how am I the one that 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 you pick to to, to deliver three million people? but that's just like God. He's not trying to find the perfect person. He's looking for that person that's available for his will to be done. And Moses had this stutter in his mouth and he thought there's no way The insecurity of that stutter was like, there's no way God that I can do this for you. There's no way that these people are actually gonna take me serious. How many of you out there project what is gonna happen when you have your handicap and God calls on your handicap because God will call on your handicap, do a great work. So Danielle, do you mean to tell me that I am handicapped on purpose? Do you mean to tell me that my handicap is the anchor that keeps me plugged into his power? Do you mean I'm limited to be unlimited? Answer is yes. God puts those things inside of us so that we can, it's like a hook into his power. So we will always be aware of our limitations, but in him, we're limitless. So thank God, can somebody just say, thank God for my handicap. Thank God for that handicap because it keeps me anchored in him, in his power, in his might, his word, because it tells me that I can only go but so far without God. So thank God for that handicap. And I want you to really look in your life. What is that one thing that you're refusing to give to God that you don't think is good enough, that you have not perfected enough, that God keeps calling for you? He might, You might be like Moses and he's asking you to speak Speak up for his name's sake. You may be like Paul. You may have a a thorn in your flesh. You may have a terrible limp or something that he keeps calling you for. But he his power defies the handicap every single time. He will only address us by how he created us. So you can forget him just saying, oh, come on, handicap Moses. Come on, stuttering Moses. He's going to call you by the way he created you. He he doesn't change his definition of us depending on what we do. He knew us before we even entered this world. He knew us. He knew our makeup. He knew our limitations. He knew our failures. He knew every single thing about us. And yet he says, you're qualified. I want you out of three billion people. You are a dame for this hour. You are ordained for this hour. I want you to really get that handicap in your mind that it could be failure. It could be anything. God is not going to let up off you. He's not going to let you off the hook because of that handicap, because of that thing that you don't like about yourself. He's not going to let you off the hook. Thank you, Jesus. My handicap is what makes me supernatural. Do you understand that? The power of overcoming is what makes you stand out. You're in a big pile just like everybody else until you choose to overcome. And when you choose to overcome, God takes that handicap and makes you stand out like you did it on your own. But we all know that it was the grace of God that keeps covering us, that keeps pulling us through. God chooses a man with a speech impediment to leave three million people. The handicap is going to grow you and save others. God does not change your assignment because of the handicap. The thing you think disqualifies you is that thorn that keeps you humble. It's biggest asset. I don't want you to look at it as something that's making your life even less qualified or give it a less quality But I want you to think about that thing as Lord, this is the thing. This is the limited thing in my life that you're going to choose to use. Some of you don't think you're educated enough. Some of you have, well, I'm not a great reader. You know, we have all of these things in our mind that limit us from actually being the extraordinary person. But can you just type, it's time for me to come out of the pile. It's time for me to stand up for what is right. It's time For me to overcome the negative insecurity and find security in God. But what we do is we allow, we allow, we allow, we allow, we allow, we hold back God because we refuse to arise through fear, intimidation. Doubt, all of these things, we're holding back God. I want you to understand that you have power and you are holding back God when you choose not to actually find that security in God, to move in God, for God to have his way. Can somebody just type, Lord, help me to stop arguing with your design for my life. Lord, help me to stop arguing with your design for my life my God. So we, we saw, we see Moses and we see that God didn't let him off the hook. God. And and just imagine, I imagine that every time those magicians actually tried to perform the same things that Moses did, I imagine that his insecurities increased every time. Now, now just think, you're supposed to be delivering us. And every time you go before Pharaoh, things get worse. Can you imagine how that would actually impact the insecurity inside of Moses? He's like, I told you, Lord, I ain't the one. But God is working out a plan, And what we call failure is usually advancement. It's usually an advancement, but we're looking at it from the man's eyes. And that's a problem with us today is that we haven't been really transformed in the in our thinking, in our in our mind. We haven't allowed the word to really in. We have to take time with ourselves to actually figure out what we believe about God. Is all of his word true or is all of it a lie? I imagine. Lord, I'm going before Pharaoh again. These people have already had it. They're working harder than they ever worked before. What about my insecurity? And God is like, go back, go back. I got another assignment for you. We look at Jeremiah and Jeremiah was a young boy and he felt like, and Jeremiah, I'm gonna read the scripture verse, it's Jeremiah 1, 1 through 10. But I just wanna sum it up for you. And he thought that he was, God put him on an assignment to give a message to his people. And, and this is the crazy thing was, this is what he said. This is what God said. Before I stew you in the womb, I knew all about you. Before you saw the light of day, I had plans for you. My God today, before you saw the light of day, God had holy plans for your life. A prophet to the nations. That's what I had in mind for you. But just think about your life. What holy plans did God have in mind when he created you? What did it take for you to get here on this live tonight? Everything in your life was necessary to get you to this point tonight. Isn't God good just so he could fulfill his holy plans for your life? Holy plans. But I said, hold it, master God, look at me. I don't know anything, I'm only a boy. God told me, don't say I'm only a boy. I'll tell you where to go and and you'll go there. I'll tell you what to say and you'll say it. Don't be afraid of a soul. I'll be right there looking at you. God's decree. God reached out, touched my mouth and said, look, I've just put my words in your mouth. Hand delivered. See what I've done? I've given you a job to do among nations and governments. A red letter today. Your job is to pull up and tear down, take apart and demolish, and then start over, building and planting. So we see that here's a young lad. He thought he was too young, unqualified, unworthy to do the assignment. But God likes to defy the odds. You, you, when you understand that God always diminishes so he can have a great big production. God loves productions. In this thing, just think about that. Before you were born, God had a holy assignment for your life. And, you know, I was just looking at, you know, looking at our world today, it literally makes you grieve. But one day I was looking at the news and I just started repenting because I said, Lord, some of this is my fault because I didn't do what I was supposed to do. If I'm a holy agent in the earth and I don't take my assignment serious, then this is what happens. But he said, if my people, which are called by my name, will humble themselves and pray, not, you know, we can get so distracted doing so many things. But when you understand there's a world waiting on you for your holy assignment, we are here for a purpose we are here for a time such as now. Our nation does not need head smart people. Our nation needs some people that's gonna bend their knee and cry out to God for salvation, for his for, his, for heaven to come to earth. It's our fault. And when we understand that there's a demand on your gift, there's a demand on your voice, there's a demand on your life. You have a holy assignment. Then every day you understand that I have I'm not supposed to just watch the news. I am an agent of change. God hears my prayers. My prayers work. So when we understand that we are the missing ingredient and when we take our holy assignment serious, then we will start to see change in the earth. We are not like the, we have a holy assignment. We are here to make the difference up. We are here to pray like never before. People are depending on your assignment. Don't get insecure in God. Now this is not the time. give your security to god have you ever went somewhere now you can Feel the spirits. You can feel the attacks of Satan, but he's calling on you. There's a demand for your life. Get over those insecurities and get secure in God and give him your life and show up for your assignment. Yes, you're in COVID, but COVID still has channels to actually filter the gospel throughout the earth. Use whatever you have, whatever you have. Just think about if this is the last call. I have. Have to let my life count. I have to show up for my holy assignment. It's our fault. We need to pray earnestly, like our lives dependent on it. Like the sinner won't get saved if I don't pray. People are desperate. They are desperate, Savior. They're ready to listen, but if you don't open your mouth, they won't ever hear it. So. Get over that insecurity within yourself and get into the security of God. Then we look at Saul. He had another kind of insecurity. He had the bad insecurity because Saul fought for God and David moved through God. Saul was performance based. He was self-reliant in his insecurity and David was relational. We are trying to fight with the world's armor. And that's what he was trying to get David to do. Fight with this. I think this will work for you. But we have to be we have to be changed in our minds. God, I can only fight through you. It's not about your strength, but your weaknesses and reliance on the power of God. It's not about your strength. It's about your weakness. It's not about your strength. We have to show up. We have to show up. And yes, you can change lives. Thank you, Jesus. It's impossible. And we need to remove the word impossible from our vocabulary and change it from impossible to resurrection. Instead of us seeing the impossibilities, we need to see that there's a resurrection. In every problem, there's a resurrection. Jesus did not raise from the dead for nothing. That is Resurrection is all around us. Resurrection is in your mouth. Resurrection is in the word. Just overcome that insecurity and get secure in God. God can resurrect anything. He can even resurrect your dreams. He can even resurrect your gifts. He can even resurrect your passion. He can even resurrect your health. Any witnesses out there that God can resurrect anything. You have been paid in advance for the work that you are to do in earth. You have been paid in advance. The cross was your advancement. The cross says, I'm going to pay you ahead of time because I believe that you're going to do the job and we have to see the cross as our. we've already been paid for the work that is at our hands. We've already been paid and not just that. He still gives bonuses every day. Grace and mercy to do the job. He still gives us bonuses every day. Miracles are still resurrecting. He gives us all that we need but we have to use it Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. You are standing on the shoulder of a giant. We need to be like David and have a spiritual game plan. I know everybody is like, oh, we got to do this. You got to get your lights up. You got to do all this stuff. But do you have a spiritual game plan? Do you take more time with spirit man as you do with your natural man? We all goal oriented. But what about spirit? What about the spirit man? I was in an interview Recently. And the man was like, you know, we don't really talk about um, we don't really you know, we're not a religious show. And I was like, well, he about to get it today because I cannot attribute anything else but to God. And when I started talking, his eyes got biggest as quarters. But do you think I'm going to stop talking about Jesus? Mm-mm. Nope, nope, not going to do it. Because that's a part of my game plan. I'm in God's army. And it's my responsibility and my duty to make his praises known in the earth. God is so good. He's so good. Every stage needs a David every every stage needs a David what is your spiritual game plan how will you defy your fears move in faith and be a beacon of light in this earth how will i need you to write that i need you to take some time and write out your spiritual plan if it's more than God, I will know where you send me. God, send me. God, this is what's on my heart. But God, what do you want me to do? My life is a blank page for you, God. Please, Lord, use me, Jesus. Use me. And when you understand that everything that God does is motivated and love, you're not, you become unafraid of God. Some of y'all are unaf y'all are afraid to ask God to freely move in your life. But do you really think He's going to destroy you as an agent? Of change? No. Everything that God allows, we need it. And it's for our growth and advancement. Thank you, Jesus. We got this man named Saul, and he's so into his feelings. He's starting it. He, done got, he has gotten so cocky He can think for God instead of consulting God. And and truth truth of the matter is we have a lot of people speaking for God, trying to seem smart, trying to seem articulate, trying to have it all together. But it's void of power. And we need somebody that's going to speak, that that loves God enough to say, God, what do you have to say? Whether it's going to make you look good or not. He's so good. Weaknesses and mistakes. We need him. His leadership abilities did not match the expectations created by his appearance. Hallelujah. He was impulsive by nature. He tended to all his bounds with God. And then when you get out of place, the first thing you do is get jealous and defensive. Isn't that crazy? Yeah, it is. I can't hear you but God wants obedience from the heart, not mere acts of religion. Obedience always involves sacrifice, but sacrifice, not always obedience. Obedience always involves sacrifice, but sacrifice, not always obedience. God wants to use the use of our strengths and weaknesses. Weaknesses should help us remember we need God for guidance. There is no perfection. Some of you are working, waiting for the perfect start, waiting for the perfect atmosphere. Can somebody just type, I'm starting where I am. I'm starting where I am. Start in your house. Look at, pray for them. Pray for them. Look, God, what do, you, what do you want to download to me that I need to pray about for my spouse, for my children, for my community, for my job? We are imperfect men striving for perfection but we will settle for progress. We want progress. Let's redefine our godly perfection. Our godly perfection means I'm gonna seek and do the will of the Lord with all my heart. That's called my new perfection. That's my new perfection. I'm going to and do the will of the Lord with all my heart. There needs to be a component of fear in serving the Lord because it brings the reverence and the respect back. And that has left us. We need, we never want to be self-deceived thinking we can do the work of the Lord without his power and direction. Self-reliance is the enemy of surrender. Self-reliance is the enemy of surrender. We need to surrender. And Proverbs three and five says, lean on, trust in, and be confident in the Lord with all heart and mind, and do not rely on your own insight or understanding. Sometimes we can become like the prodigal son. We come home, get what we need, leave home, run out, and run back to God. And it's a whole cycle, a whole cycle. We we think that we can manage what God has given us better than God Himself. So we need to be aware of that prodigal mentality. Well, God, give me this and then I run from your face and then I come back after I run. That's a cycle of the that's the prodigal son um, cycle. Allow your insecurity to lead you to the security in God and make something happen. There is something that is trying to prove a point. God is trying to use that handicap to prove a point. God wants transformation and not modification. There is always an insecurity in courage. There's all is never. You're never going to be ready to do. You're never going to feel like you're ready to do this. But you got to do it. There's an insecurity in courage. What is the source of your confidence? Your handicap has an assignment. I have security in God. I have security in God. When you understand that I have security in God, I want you to think about it. Paint a picture in your mind. I have security in God. Put it into perspective. See yourself securely tucked in his arms. See yourself shielded from danger. See yourself walking in the security of peace. You got to paint these pictures for yourself. I have security in God. God wants to show up on the scene as mighty. He likes to reduce the odds. So it's undeniable that he did it. Second Chronicles 16, 9 said, God is always on alert, constantly on the lookout for people who are totally committed to him. You were foolish to go for human help when you could have had God's help. Now you're in trouble, one round of war after another. And don't forget, you have already been advanced. Now, let's go over some of these security scriptures Psalms 27 13 through 14. What would you have become of what would have become of me had I not believed that I would see the Lord's goodness in the land of the living? Wait and hope for the ex and expect the Lord, be brave and of good courage, and let your heart be stout and enduring. Yes, wait for and hope for and expect the Lord. Psalms 21 and 1. The Lord is my light and my salvation. Whom shall I feel or dread? The Lord is the refuge and stronghold of my life. Of whom should I be afraid? I have security in God. Psalms 91 and 1. He who dwells in the secret place of the Most High shall remain stable and fixed under the shadow of the Almighty, whose power no foe can withstand. I have security in God. Proverbs one thirty three. but whosoever hawkins to me wisdom shall dwell securely in confident trust and shall be quiet without fear or dread or of evil. I have security. Proverbs 14.26, in the reverent and worshipful fear of the Lord there is strong confidence and his children shall always have a place of refuge. I have secu- I am securing God. Proverbs 18:10. The name of the Lord is a strong tower. The consistently righteous man, upright in his right standing with God, runs into and is safe, high above evil and strong. I am secure. Isaiah 41:10, Fear not. There is nothing to fear, for I am with you. Do not look around you in terror, dismay. for I am your God. I will strengthen and harden you to difficulties. Yes, I will help you. Yes, I will hold you up and retain you with my victorious right hand of righteousness and justice. I have security in God. Isaiah 54 7, 17 said, But no weapon that is formed against me shall prosper, and every tongue that shall rouse against me you and judge you shall you shall show to be in the wrong. The peace, righteousness, security, triumph over opposition is the heritage of the servants of the Lord. Those whom the ordeal servant of the Lord is reproduced. This is the righteousness or vindication, which they obtain from me. That is that, part, which I impart to them as their justification says the Lord. I am securing him. Let's go. Romans eight twenty eight. You are assured and know that God being a partner in their labor, all things work together and are fit into a plan for God to and for those who love God and are called according to his design and purpose, I have security. Romans 8:37 yet amid all things. We are more than conquerors and gain a surprising victory through him who loved us. I am secure. Second Corinthians 12, 9. But he said, my grace, my favor and loving kindness and mercy is enough for you. Sufficient against danger and enables you to bear the trouble of manfully. For my strength and power are made perfect, fulfilled and completed and show themselves most effectively in your weakness show themselves most effectively in your weakness. Therefore, I... I will all the more gladly glory in my weakness and infirmities that the strength and power of Christ, the Messiah, my rest. Yes, my pitch a tent over and dwell upon me. I have security. And the last one, Philippians four thirteen. I have strength for all things in Christ who empower. I am ready for anything and equal to anything through him, through him who infuses inner strength into me. I am self-sufficient in Christ's Sufficiency. God is so good. Faith is the antidote to all of your insecurities. Today, I encourage you, let's look at your insecurities. Put those insecurities in God. Make that handicap work for you. Put that handicap to work what you don't. Put it to work. Say, God, this is yours. Use it for your glory. Yes. I don't think, maybe I don't think I'm intelligent enough. Maybe I don't think I'm pretty enough. Maybe I think all of these things, crazy, crazy things that we use as excuses, but God had a holy plan for your life before he even put you on earth. You have a holy plan and it's important for you to overcome those spiritual insecurities or you can be insecure as long as it's in God. As long as you're giving those weaknesses to God, as long as you're moving through God, not on your own over here, but moving through God, staying in God. God, yeah, I might have insecurities, but I'm in you. You cover a multitude of because you because you love me. Keep it going. Do something. We have a mandate. The world needs us and your gift is in demand. Use that insecurity. God bless you. God, let heaven smile upon you. May the fire of the Lord burn in your hearts so that you can do a mighty work for God. And if you don't know Jesus Christ, if you have been beat up by life, if people have told you you're nothing, you'll never amount to something. There is a God that has a definition on your life that cannot be put out by any man. You are loved, You are wanted. You are worthy. And he wants you. He wants you. Yes. Those things may have happened, but all of it took all of that to get you to this point. And we can start to give God glory that he loves us enough to order our steps, to get us to the point of change, to get us to the point of surrender. So if that's you today and you don't know God as your savior, just say, God, I need you. God, I want you. Come into my life and fill me with the Holy Spirit, God. I surrender my life today. And as of today, I make you Lord and Savior of my life. And then smile. And keep pursuing God until there is a fulfillment in that Holy Spirit, because you don't want to miss that miracle of being infused with the Holy Spirit, experiencing a miracle beyond your control that you can, that nobody can take from you. Oh, I was filled with the Holy Spirit. He spoke through me. He is God inside of you. He wants, that's his first miracle in your life. So prove that he's in control. So just surrender that to God. He loves you. He's there for you. You can do this. This is your, this is your time. This is your hour. Let's go to work. Love ya.